Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 12th of May. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisors regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can pause the slideshow here and read the disclaimer in full. But if you're listening to this on a podcast on the World Wide Web, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can always log on to marcustoday.com.au and read our disclaimer there. And if you're not yet a member, of course, you can sign up for a free trial on the website as well. All right, well, another sloppy night on the Dow. All eyes last night on that very crucial inflation figure, which did show the good news was that the inflation figure came off slightly, 8.3% but not as much as some analysts <coughs> had forecast, which was 8.1%. So once again, we have seen some speculation that we are seeing peak inflation, but we are also seeing speculation that inflation is getting more and more entrenched, something that I'm talking about today in Henry's take. So if you want more on that, have a little look there, some thoughts there on that. As a result of this underwhelming performance from the U.S. Dow Jones down 327 points, 331,834, down 1.02%. The Nasdaq, absolute shocker last night, once again down 3.18%, 373 points to 11,364. Once again, we are seeing the Nasdaq in real trouble. There is some speculation that uh, many Nasdaq punters are heavily leveraged, and we are seeing some serious unwinding with margin calls, etc. Not helped by what's happening in crypto, where we had a bit of a wipeout in crypto as well last night. So, um, crypto and NASDAQ seem to go hand in hand. Of course, crypto is, um, is one of those imaginary friends that some of us have. But NASDAQ down 3.18%, 373 points, 11,364. The SP 500 as is its want in the middle for diddle, down 1.65%, 66 points to 39.35, so well and truly below that 4,000 level. Interestingly, though, with all this uh, volatility, and we did see a high on the Dow of 420-odd up and a low of 362 down, so another 800-point trading range for U.S. markets. So um, I guess that sounds a lot, but in the big scheme of things, it's sort of one and a half percent up, one percent down. So um, it's um, a two and a half percent trading range, which is still quite uh, a big volatile range. But the VIX index falling one point three percent to thirty three. On the other side of the equation, we have commodities, which last night we saw the oil price pick up again, up nearly five percent, five dollars and five cents, one hundred and seven dollars fifty one. So much for that release of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and WTI up $5.95 or 5.96% to $105.71. Let's put some perspective around this. U.S. gasoline prices are now the highest they have ever been. $4.40 a gallon U.S. Jet fuel in the U.S. is up, wait for this, 178% since this time last year. 178%. Why is jet fuel so expensive? Well, during COVID, there was no demand for jet fuel, so the U.S. refineries switched to producing other types of fuel 
because it was better to do so as there was, as I say, no demand for jet fuel. Of course, now there is great demand for jet fuel as the U.S. has come out of the pandemic and wants to go everywhere they can. Uh, the refineries are struggling to keep up with demand, and as a result, jet fuel prices have gone to a significant premium, which is obviously going to put pressure on flight prices, holidays, etc., and spending. We did see Disney results after hours tonight as well. In other commodities, we saw the gold price recovering $12.70 or 0.69%, 1853.7. And the iron ore price had a good day yesterday, up 3%, $3.93, 134.20. Aussie dollar 69.38, so just coming off a smidge from where we were at around our close in the markets, uh, in the equity markets last night. Of course, foreign exchange does trade 24 hours a day. In other commodities, we have copper up 1.3, nickel down 1.7, still 27,855 though. Aluminium up 1%, zinc up 2.8, lead up 0.8, tin up 2.4, and in Aussie dollar terms for ADRs and BHP, they're up 0.4 of a percent. Rio's was up 0.5 of a percent. Freeport McMoran up uh, was actually sorry down 0.4. Alcoa up 1.5. Tech down 2.8. Anglo up 3.4. Glencore up 4.5. Vale up 3.7. Arbomile lithium was down at 3.79. Coming back to earth a little bit, that Arbomile share price it had. A pretty good rise, a couple of stringing, a couple of days together of 9% plus rises. Here's the S&P 500 overnight, once again closing well and truly on its lows. In terms of some of the big US stocks, Apple down 5.2%. It's now no longer the, the biggest company in the world. That honor now going to Saudi Arabia's Aramco, which has overtaken Apple as the world's biggest company, at least by market capitalization. Uh, Meta down 4.5, Google down 0.7, Amazon down 3.3, Microsoft down 3.3, Tesla down 8.2, sorry Cathy, JP Morgan uh, was uh, slightly down 0.6, Citigroup down 2.2 and the rest of the banks slightly easier, Wells Fargo down 1.2, US 10 years back to 2.925%, so that big argument that everyone has about uh, US 10-year bond yields rising and that's clobbering the valuations of NASDAQ stocks, really not holding true because at the moment we are seeing US 10 years actually falling in terms of the yield and still NASDAQ collapsing, so not good signs. We are seeing uh, US futures are showing some signs of stability first thing this morning. NASDAQ futures up around 30 points and uh, we are seeing a little bit of a rally in Dow futures as well. Block, wait for this one, down 15.6% last night. Now, Block not only has, of course, afterpay with the buy now, pay later uh, aspect to it, but it also is a big investor in Bitcoin, which dropped below 30,000, 5.6% down last night. Few issues in stablecoin land, uh, with one of the stablecoins unraveling big time. Stablecoins are supposed to be methods of transaction, digital transaction tokens that are fixed to the US dollar or another currency. As it turns out, they're not quite as stable as they thought. One uh, high-profile stable coin is now only worth half a US dollar instead of one. So, so much for that argument. Uh, major stories last night. Stock slump as Treasury curve flattens after the CPI and the US inflation rate slowing but still at a 40-year high. Uh, CPI inflation falls to 8.3%. 8.1% was expected. 
retail traders continuing to buy the dip. At some stage they will give up and at some stage they will throw in the towel, but as yet they're continuing with the mantra, buy the dip. The speed of the market pullback leading US analysts to cut price targets at the fastest pace since May 2020. And federal policymakers push back against the 75 basis point rate rise. It'd be nice if they all spoke uh, through one head of the Fed, as opposed to all going out there and playing the scattergun effect, which is really not helping anybody in terms of confidence. Uh, current and former Fed officials can see the central bank was too slow to respond to inflation last year. Well, no, no marks for that one. And the ECB almost certain to raise rates in July. Lagarde joining colleagues at Lagarde. Lagarde, I think, is the right name for her. Lagarde joining colleagues in flagging an upward move. Duh. Uh, Chinese inflation exceeds forecasters, lockdowns batter supply chains and driving stockpiling of food. And Beijing's stimulus boost to the economy will likely be offset by drag from the lockdowns. Shanghai officials say half the city achieved zero COVID status. Well done to that half. Reiterated now, not the time to ease curbs. There are some uh, studies been done that uh, China would see 1.6 million people die if uh, they turned back their COVID zero policy. And the Ukraine war starts to interfere with gas flows to Europe. What's to be expected today? Well, our SPY futures showing a loss of 35 points. So once again, we're going to see uh, the market uh, certainly are not performing particularly well. We have got uh, more losses in store. We did have a slightly positive day yesterday, but it was very much convictionless, very much buying the market ahead of that CPI, hoping, uh, fingers crossed, that uh, that would lead to a rally in the US. We did see US futures slightly better, so there were some shorts that probably covered yesterday. They might uh, uh, be questioning that today. Uh, CBA numbers, their all eyes will be on the banking sector today. CBA generated $2.3 billion in net profit after tax for the quarter. These are quarterly numbers. Don't forget, these aren't dividend numbers, but certainly that looks a little bit light on for CBA, and there may be some disappointment there. Ten-year yields. We are still 3.5%. Germany slipping to 0.98%. It was 1%. And US, 2.92%. That's come off a fair way. It was above 3%. So 10-year um, yields easing back, not helping the NASDAQ, of course. Stocks 50 in the European markets was up 2.6%. FTSE up one4 CACs up 2.5%. And DAX up 2.2%. But they would have seen good US markets as opposed to bad US markets. So uh, that is uh, probably a little bit uh, misleading. Bitcoin down uh, when uh, I put this slide together. But it was down 6.6% to 29,023. And CBOE Australia, the market formerly known as Chiex and broker ETF Securities, have launched the country's first exchange-traded funds dedicated to the largest cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Timing, guys. Timing is everything. Uh, NAB could be interested in buying Suncorp's bank business, could add nearly $60 billion to its loan book there. And LNK, which is Link Administration, yesterday had a mighty big fall, down around 15%. <coughs> um, with D&D, which is the company that's trying to buy Link, uh, under some pressure as their share price has collapsed uh, in recent times. So it looks like the ARB funds may either be liquidating, as they worried that the deal would probably fall over, because of this collapse in the share price, 
or maybe we'll start to see some interest from ARB funds. But it's certainly looking an interesting proposition, this one. D&D, uh, the newspaper, suggesting that this needs this deal to actually um, be, uh, be successful and uh, they can't afford to walk away. Treasury Wine Estate says it's ahead of schedule in diversifying away from China. It does believe that the Chinese tariffs are basically entrenched here to stay, and that is it. So it is uh, moving, of course, away from its China export market, but um, it certainly seems to be on schedule in terms of diversifying away, especially in those premium brands. We have had uh, zero results out this morning. Operating revenue up 29%. Subscriptions up 19%, gross margins up 1.3%. Question is, will it be enough to sate the market? Zero has been on a on a move towards or more towards zero uh, than um, than would be nice, I guess, for those holders of zero. But certainly, uh, that will at least uh, give us some uh, clarity in what's going on with the company. Woolies said to be one of the potential buyers for Shopper Media, which is a data management company, and bidders lining up for Southern Cross's regional TV stations and assets. Question of the day today. I guess as we're seeing inflation here at 5.1%, remember that number, Albo, you've managed to uh, remember that by fixing it now to the minimum wage rise for minimum earners. Uh, 5.1%. Have you changed your spending habits in the last few months? Has the 5.1% increase in inflation mainly I guess we're seeing it in food. Luckily for us at the moment, petrol prices have remained relatively uh, soft given the uh, the fuel excise changes that was announced at the budget to ease those pressures on cost of living. But over in the US, $4.40 a gallon US. Um, that is a, a big number. I could work it out in Aussie uh, terms. Uh, 4.4. I won't bother. Um, so question of the day today, have you changed your spending habits in the last few months? That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast and watching the video. You can head on over to the Marcus Day Facebook discussion group. Always a great group. Uh, some great insights, commentary and ideas always cropping up on that group. So it's always good fun uh, to interact with you guys there. Um, If you're listening on a podcast and you want more Marcus Today wonderfulness, you can head on over to the Marcus Strategy Podcast. Sign up, subscribe. Uh, That is the morning meeting. Fly on the wall, look at what we're talking about in our morning meeting. The On The Desk Podcast with a team in Melbourne talk about all things financial. And of course, there's my On The Couch Podcast with uh, fund managers and CEOs and hoping to catch up with, as I said previously, James Hawkins from L1 Capital Catalyst Fund this week. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.